This podcast was recorded at Redemption Alhambra Village in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Redemption Alhambra Village, visit redemptionaz.com. Today we are um, closing our series that we've been doing called Breathe. We're, so if, 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 if you're visiting or you haven't been um, tracking with us as we've been walking through this series, I really, you know, I want to continue to communicate the heart of it because even after the series is done, what we're hoping is to see things that are, are cultivated inside of us that continues to carry us on. So, so we've been slowing down and um, just looking at some of the, the very simple foundations of who we are as people, right? And Pastor Aaron and myself was, was, was sitting down, we was talking, and just really just, just, just listening to the Lord and, and, and just thinking about like what direction we wanted to go and, and, and cultivating the hearts of, of his people and just thinking about how God breathed into us and, 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 and we took our very first breath. It was his breath that has sustained us from then all the way to, to now. That breath that he breathed inside of us in the beginning when he got down on his hands and knees and made us and breathed into us and we became living beings. It wasn't the brain that was inside of us. It wasn't the heart that was inside of us. It wasn't the veins and all the complexities of, of the human body, but his breath. Yes, yes. And it's been what's sustaining us this whole time, and sometimes we lose track of what's actually sustaining us. We start to grasp for other things and chase after other things, and we lose track of what's actually keeping us. His breath. So we sort of broke it up into these two sections as we, we talked about breathing because breathing involved both inhaling and exhaling. We spent time talking about this, this the, the inhaling, the, the, the spirit and the breath of God that, that, that came inside of us. And we talked about that as you're, you're inhaling Things that are happening is that you're, you're listening to God as you're inhaling. As you're inhaling, you are abiding inside of him. Yes. Yes. Not other structures, not other things. This, this inhaling, the very breath that, that gave us life is what we are abiding in. And we talked about surrendering to God in this, this inhaling but it's, it's more than just inhaling and breathing. There's exhaling. And we started talking about this, the exhale. Last week, Pastor Aaron talked about as we exhale, we're confessing. We're confessing our, our sins and how relational that is. 
to be so transparent, to be able to confess our sins and that it's an incomplete confession if it doesn't also confess God's sovereignty over our sins and his goodness in the midst of it. Today, we're continuing and we're, we're closing out this series talking about how everything that's been given to us is to be given back to him. Come on. Every single thing. Yes. And he put his breath inside of us to, for it to be offered back up to him. Uh. Hallelujah. So our closing topic is praise. Mm. <sighs> so I want to go with a theme for, for this particular one as we talk about praise and I want to the theme is this, praise your way through. Praise your way through. Um, as I was um, in the church that I, that I came from, a traditional African-American church, a lot of times we would hear this term, praise your way through. Just praise your way through. Right. No matter what the situation was, no matter what life was offering you, when you found yourself at this place where I have no answers, um, this got cut off, that got cut off, I mean, no matter how horrible it was or how incredible it was, the, the term praise your way through kept coming up. No matter what. All the time, all the time, I felt like it was being said in every single service at any particular moment inside of the service. Someone could just be just praising God off to the side and some old mother comes up and says, you just got to praise your way through, honey. Praise your way through. As, as, As a matter of fact, you see, I was doing a lot of reading and I was doing a lot of Studying and, and, and growing in, in theology and knowledge, and, 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 and I started to feel like I wasn't getting enough rich theology. You're just telling me you praise your way through all the time. Come on, what? Again, praise your way through? And I started to feel like praise your way through was said from a, a lack of anything deeper to say. Like, can't you? Give me three really deep theological points that I could write down, probably never look at again. <laughs> Praise your way through. And, and, and they started to become a disconnect inside of me because if I'm going to be transparent, I'm going to be, to be honest, I was starting to idolize theology over God. Praise your way through. I wanted to be able to break down and understand God, but it was disconnected from a relationship with God. So I was trying to find a, a place to, 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 to put it because it, it seemed like, like, like life was falling apart at the seams and, and just telling me praise my way through wasn't helping. 
but it was. Way, way more than I know. You see, there was something extremely rich that was being communicated in the simple, repetitive talk of praise your way through. Something rich, something beautiful. It's just that my understanding of what praise was was truncated. My understanding of what was happening when I praised my way through was so disconnected from the glorious reality of what was actually taking place. This morning we're talking about praise and and no one can give you um, um, the formula of how to praise, right? That's not what this is. But, but, but studying how men of God has called the people to God, of God to praise in Scripture often opens our hearts and minds to the reality of praise and calls us to participate. Yeah. I want to I talk about that this morning. And if you'll stand with me, I want to look at how David calls us to praise in Psalms 100. He writes this text and he's calling calling us into into praise. So I'm going to read this. It's a a short text. It's only five verses. But it reads like this. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us. And we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter to his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. And his steadfast love endures forever. His faithfulness to all generations. Father, we thank you for your word. And I pray that you'll plant these truths in the depths of our soul and that you will cause them to sprout and bear much fruit to the praise of your glorious grace in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, I won't talk long, but what I want to do is talk about some things that we see here, some distinct forms of praise that, that we see inside of this text. So when, when, when I say that my idea of, 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 of praising God was, was, was truncated, this text shows a, a wider view of what it is, and, but not just this text, all of Scripture. The first thing, as I pull out three forms of praise that I I see us being called into, he says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. The first thing I see here is we praise God. We praise God in ways that are outwardly expressive. 
praise God in ways that are outwardly expressive. This is what a call, we're called to do it. He says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. So call to praise God in a way that, 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 that stands out where, where sounds come out of your mouth. Yeah. Or oh, you make sounds with your hands. But sounds are made. But here's the deal here. It's not just... And sometimes people don't think people can tell the difference. It's not just that sounds are made, but sounds and expressions are characterized by joy. Uh-huh. He said, make a, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Yeah. And there, there are no stipulations inside of it. It's not so long as everything feels joyous, so long as everything feels good, but yet still make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Right. And he says, all the earth. This is not the, the first time he says that in Psalms 98 and 4. He's talking and he says, man, the whole earth should just break out into joyous praise. Like this is like the whole earth. Y'all should all just stop. Just break out into some praise. And this is what he says in Psalms 98 and 4. So you see this theme that continues to go on as he describes this, this outward expression of praise. That it just makes sense. That everyone on the earth should be doing this thing. Animals and all, not just people. Psalms 150. I just want to read Psalms 150. And he's talking about praise the Lord. And he says, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with a trumpet sound. Praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with the sounding cymbals. Praise him with the loud clashing cymbals. That everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. You know there are more than just humans that have breath. There's a command that said every single thing. Hallelujah. I want us to see this this call of praise. In Psalms 48, he's more descriptive when he says the whole earth. In Psalms 48, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to call out some of the things in Psalms 48 that are called to praise God. He's the son It's called the praise God in Psalms 48. The moon and the stars are called the praise God in Psalms 48. All the creatures of the sea is called the praise God in Psalms 48. The weather itself. It's called the praise God in Psalms 48. He says, hell, snow, wind, even the mist, praise God. He says, fire, the fire is called the praise God. He continues, it says, from the mountains to the hills, y'all praise God too. He says, all kinds of trees, whether you bear fruit or whether you're just big and tall, praise God. Animals that walk and animals that fly, praise God. Kings and queens, praise God. He says, young people, old people, and children, praise God. He calls us into this activity that the whole earth should be participating in. Hallelujah. Oh, man, my idea of praising God was so small. 
Hallelujah. Because praising God in ways that are outwardly expressive is what he calls us to. Praising God is much bigger than something we do in the moment. I want us to understand that. I'll link this up in a second. But praising God is much bigger than something that we do in the moment. Hallelujah. It's the way that I exist. I want you to get this. It's much bigger than just something you do in the moment. It's the way that I exist. It's, 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 it's how I live praising God. Hallelujah. Not just something that I do. It's how I exist, how I live, praising God. Praising and worshiping God is the natural rhythm of life itself. The call to praise my way through was to sync me up with the symphony of joyful noise, all created by all created things together. It's a call to stay in sync. Call to stay in harmony with everything else that's created. Praise your way through. Romans 8, he says, all of creation is eagerly waiting, groaning through pain. And though it's in pain, it's with eager hope and expectation that it groans. Hallelujah. It's not just a dismal, sad pain. It's with eager hope and expectation for who is listening to the groaning. Hallelujah, because groaning doesn't make no sense if the person that you're listening to is listening doesn't even care. Hallelujah. All of creation is praising its way through. And he calls us to participate. Your eyes focus on the glory that lies ahead of which none of the pain is worthy to be compared to. Ah, Ah. being called into what all of creation is doing. Ah, I want to read to you Romans 1 verses 18 through 25 to to, to get the, the weight of the gravity when you're not in sync. He said, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attribute, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, creation, and the things that have been made, creation. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him or give thanks to him. Praise, hallelujah. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal men and birds and animals and creeping things. They started to praise creation as opposed to the creator 
Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts and impurity to dishonoring of their bodies and themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than creator who is blessed forever. The sin here is not joining in with all of creation and praising God. He judges them and he says, listen, everything else is praising me and you are praising everything else. Ah. Ah. I'm trying not to be up here long. (laughs) So you're drawn into this thing and and I want to go into the details of what some of this looks like. Because then in verse 2, he talks about, and again, he's still talking about praising God, and he talks about serving God in a way that praises him. So we praise God with how we serve. Calls us to this outward expression. Calls us to participate with all of creation. And and, 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 And one of the ways this look is how we serve. You see, serving God started before the fall. In in creation itself, he gives this mandate of of work, and every command that God gives to us is to serve him. Every single command is to serve him. So there are commands that speak to every aspect of life. That's why one of the things that, 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 that we fly around here that we live into right here is this reality of all of life is all for Jesus. So I get to serve Jesus in all of life. So we serve God. I want you to understand, he says, serve God. We serve God in our families as husbands and wives. How I husband serves God and how I wife serve God um, as daughters and son. How I walk in my, my, my reality of a daughter serves God as a son serves God as a brother serves God as a sister serves God. How I serve in the ministries that I volunteer to be in. How I serve inside of it serves God. When I go to my job and I work at my job, how I work at my job serves God. When I go to school and I'm studying and I'm cracking open the books and how I do that serves God. It's important I point this out because there is a way you serve that's just vain work and a way that you serve that praises God. There's a difference here. Just doing it doesn't mean that you're serving and praising God. Ah, oh, he calls us to praise the Lord with how we work. See, vain work will start to weigh on you after a while. Yes, it will. I don't care how good it is that you're doing it. After a while, it'll start to weigh on you. You'll start to feel like a heavy burden in doing it. Ah, hallelujah. And these are, these are red flags that, 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 hold on, I've stopped praising God. Jesus says his yoke is light. So when it stops being about Jesus, it gets heavy. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Know this. Know the signs. The Lord is trying to tell you, hold on, come back to me, come back to me. By allowing it to weigh you down some. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. The issues will start to stand out more. 
You'll start to become way more irritable. The little things will seem like huge things. You'll become more and more disjointed with him. Because serving God is beautiful because each one of these things, he gives this character trait. Before we, he talked about with joy, right here, he, he, he characterizes it with gladness. Ah, yes. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean there isn't tension. That doesn't mean there isn't pain. Even though there's tension and pain, you can't escape the feeling of gladness. Hallelujah. You can't escape it. And people can tell when you're not serving in gladness. You think they can't because you did it efficiently. Mm. But it's something that's out of the eyes when you're still doing it. That they see the gladness. They feel the gladness. They smell the gladness. Hallelujah. People used to think I was high at work. I'm so serious. They'd be like, yo, I want some of what you smoking, bro. I'm like, I'm smoking Jesus. <laughs> Woo! They can understand the gladness and they're trying to, because things didn't seem all good all the time, but yet still, I seemed to be really, really happy, even though there was times, there was things that really, really made me upset. Hmm. It wasn't because the work was always fun and there was never times I wanted to quit. It was because it says, serve the Lord your God with gladness. But people, this he says, come into his presence with singing. You see, no matter how or where I was serving God, I always knew I was in his presence. The situations may have been bad, but he was good. So I'm going to function inside of this. It's like, I know I'm in your presence, Lord. I'm going to serve you. Not it. Hallelujah. Another point that I, I see as he draws out this big vision of praise that he causes into is this. Praise God with your mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, no your mind, know that the Lord is God. Know this. Because knowing that he guides, he is God, it's putting him in the perspective of the one that's in control. With your mind, you know that he's God. But look, know who he is and who we are in relation to him. This is what's happening here. So when you're processing things in life through this grid, who he is and who we are in relation to him. This is what shapes how we live a life of praise. Yeah. Ah. It says it is he who made us. Yeah. We are his. Yeah. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Good. That's good. Mm. Listen, listen. So I want to so a little bit of call of response right here. A little bit of call of response. This is what I want you to do. And, and I'm doing this really intentional because I, you gotta, I want you to see this and I want you to know when it's out of your mind. So, so what I want you to do is I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, I was made by God. I want you to say it. All right, all right, all right. Now, some of y'all neighbors didn't say it, but it's all right. Y'all like, you're going to say it, but not me. But guess what? I got another one for you. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I belong to God. I am his. 
Okay, we're going to try that again because some of y'all was like, I'm blowing out his. Right? But this got to be emphatic. It's like, it's, it's sort of like when you're talking to somebody, you're like, yo, that's mine. Uh-huh. Right? Come on. <laughs> you change it, you're like, hey, that's mine. That's not what you do. Or, or, or like when some, type, some chick try to roll up on, my, on me, I'll be like, I'm Rashida's. What's wrong with you? Fool? You better roll? What do you think this is? A hundred points just now. Anyhow. So let me, let's try that again. Turn to somebody and say, I belong to God. I am his. Good, good, good. So now, 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 let's say this all together. All together. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Ah, this is the mindset that shapes how we live all of our life. Yes. What do you say, bro? I always say pasture. Pasture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I said pasture. <laughs> we are the sheep of his pasture. Ah, let me close out here. Ah, listen, listen, listen. Adam's first inhale took in the realities of who God is and who we are in regards to God. His first God would breathe into him. He breathed into him as Adam inhales the the breath of his creator through the strength of his creator. He takes in everything about who his creator is and who he is in relation to his creator. And with the very same breath of God that was breathed into him, giving him life, he exhaled, giving God praise. The very next exhale was to the praise of his glorious grace. He breathed in and you're good. Hallelujah. Bless your name. The very next exhale was to the praise of his, his glorious grace. We are created to praise our God, to worship our God. Hallelujah. The band can come up now. I really am closing. Ah, uh, you see, it's easy to, to end up praising your situation and lifting them up above God. It's easy to do that. It's, 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 it's hurting and it's, it's, it's paining you or, or it's, it's, it's taking up so much of your attention or, or the things of life or just. And it's easy to end up praising those things because you're talking about how jacked up they are so much. But praise your way through, reoriented your heart and mind to praise your God in the midst of your situation as opposed to praising your situation in the midst of your God. Remember, he's right there with you. It reaffirms your worship to God. It's not dependent upon your situation, rather dependent upon who he is. It reminded you to trust God whose very breath has sustained you until now. There's no reason for him to stop. Praise your way through. And when you get through, keep on praising. Hallelujah. Listen. Again, praise and worship is the natural rhythm of everything created. 
the natural rhythm, and this is what we are called into. In verse 4, he says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. You see that praising God is characterized by joy, by gladness, by thankfulness. These are the things that, 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 that give life to your praise. Because you're thinking about all the things of God that you're joyous of. You're thinking about how glad you are that you are his and that he is yours. You are thankful to him. It shapes and molds your praise. Hallelujah. So what I want to do, what I want to do today is I want to, I want to do the same thing that David does when he writes his text. And he, he calls people to praise. Hallelujah. Before we open up the table of communion, I want to call us together into a time of praising our God. Hallelujah. I want to give us a few moments before we open up the communion table. So what I want to ask for us to do this morning, if you'll stand with me this morning and spend some time, this next song, praising God. If you need to find a different place inside the room to go stand and, and let loose, go ahead. If you want to stand over there, if you want to stand over there, or if you want to just be where you're at, whatever it is, but I just want to give us some time to praise him. Yeah. Hallelujah. Before we go into, into taking communion, we'll go into taking communion. But for a second, let's praise the God of our salvation. And then I'll come back up here in a second and we'll, we'll lead into some communion. Let's praise our King. This podcast was recorded at Redemption Alhambra Village in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Redemption Alhambra Village, visit redemptionaz.com.